Hello everybody, welcome to You, Me, Them, Everybody. My name is Brandon Weatherby. We are entering hour seven of this thing. If you're listening, I am recording this at the Wonderland Ballroom. If you're in the Wonderland Ballroom, please make some noise so people know I'm not crazy. There we go. Crazy. Crazy is a song by Willie Nelson that Patsy Cline recorded. Willie Nelson is one of the most important American songwriters that's not a difficult thing to say into a microphone whatsoever. Uh... Willie Nelson is also the quote underneath the current photo of Governor Northam in the yearbook. That's a line from a Willie Nelson song, everybody. Just throwing that out there. It's a wonderful, wacky time. Uh, I do a lot of these shows, and you don't hear all of the shows unless you're in the room for the shows. Because last month, last month, about five minutes before we were starting to do the show, I was doing a sound check, which means I was making sure all the microphones work. They work perfectly now. It's a wonderful time. And I this is where the board is. The board is about three feet back from the stage and on the wall on the far right. And this, uh, for the people in the room can see, is a ceiling fan. And for the people at home, that's a loud ceiling fan, which I blatantly smacked my head into, and I was mildly concussed about five minutes before the show last time. So... What I proceeded to do during the January You Made Them Everybody Live, which was not an 11-hour show, it was just a two-hour show, is I made a line of chairs, and I walked into the middle of the room while walking onto chairs. I made a line of chairs. Now, if you were in the room, you were very scared that I might fall, but I have great balance. I was fine. That's not the problem. The problem with me isn't standing on chairs. The problem is just standing up and not hitting giant ceiling fans and fans of the sort. Anyways, I was mildly concussed, and I did not do the monologue I had planned. I did... Technically, I did do a monologue, but I didn't realize it until uh, the Monday after the show when I was editing it, that all I really did was threaten the band that was performing not to talk for about 10 minutes face-to-face, -face, maybe six inches from his face. Now, this is not necessarily a good thing to do, but the band likes me and I like the band. I think we're closer than ever before. So was it a good thing to do overall? Yes, because I strengthened a friendship. Was it a good thing to do for the show? No, because it was just manic gibberish. Ladies and gentlemen, my goal tonight, my goal for the rest of this show's existence is to not perpetrate manic gibberish. My goal tonight is to make you feel comfortable in the room which you've decided to be in. You've left your house. Thank you so much for doing that. You're here to see your friends on stage or you're here to just not be at home. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I will do my best not to concuss myself or others. And ladies and gentlemen, that is professional football. We all want the Super Bowl last weekend and it was boring. I will try not to be boring, but if I did, I'm not going to take off my shirt. I didn't make this joke, but somebody else made it on Twitter. It's unfortunate that Adam Levine had to memento his chest. Coming to the stage is one of my dear friends and she's the co-host of the next three hours. Ladies and gentlemen, please put your hands together for Jen Tisdale, everybody. Jen! <sighs> Jen, how are you? You're going to take this microphone. I'm okay. How are you? Fine now. I've I was never. Not fine. I've actually never had an injury that I haven't inflicted upon myself. Oh, I I did that to myself. No, but like I've only had stitches when I've had elective surgery. And oh, it's I see. All been of the plastic variety, because I'm beautiful and shallow. Do you regret any of the surgeries you've had done? No. Good for you. Well, I'm actually, glad. one thing. My mother, who's here tonight, um, keeps paying for these darn boobs. <laughs> Um, and one day she won't be around. I'm worried that what if something happens to them and I can't afford to fix them? So I'll just be like wandering around with like a deflated breast or something. Just one though. 
Yeah, I don't think they're going to go at the same time. There's definitely a race going so on. So that happened recently in the WWE. Oh, my God. Charlotte Flair's breast implant, one of them exploded during a match. She I mean, finished the match. And then she came back with um, a, a different chest. That's me. I'm going to finish the match of life. That's fantastic. Now, Jen, how are you? It is Saturday, February 9th, 2019. Yes. It is currently 6.15. I love everything that you're saying right now. It is that time. 6.14. 6.14. I made something. I, wanna, I don't want to hijack your thing, but I made like the, my top five times we've hung out list. Oh, please go. And if you want... Speaking of the WWE, yes, Brandon and I once went to a WWE wrestling performance. We went to a taping of Raw. Okay, that's what it was. At the Verizon and Center. At the Ver- very drunk already. We were very drunk. And we got the best seats in the house. We were front ringside. Row. We were ringside next to where they ring the bell. And I kept drunkenly leaning over and asking the guys if I could ring the bell. And But I did it like a, like, can I ring the bell? You could find us if you watch WWE's yes. Monday Night Raw in the 90-minute version on Hulu. Kay. You can easily find us uh, when uh, Dean Ambrose is thrown to the wall. You can see Jen and yes. I, who at the time were not watching wrestling. This is the summer of 2013. We look shocked about what's going on. It's so fun. We, I, we look so fun. The wrestlers ran through the crowd, and I was like, Brandon, what's going on? But, um, we had no idea what was going to happen. I was so drunk, though. And a few years later, I wrote a book about it. Okay, that's number five. Okay, um, anytime I get to go to your backyard, because you have a beautiful backyard. Okay, that's number four. It's not a, um, no, that's it's coming. Oh, okay. Um, the first time, this is a sappy one. I think the first time you brought me to the Kennedy Center, perhaps, ah. because my grandmother got to see that, and it was the only time she saw me do stand-up. But then she was just under the impression that whenever I do stand-up, it's like at places like the Kennedy Center. And I was like, you're right, I'm never doing shitty open mics. It's literally always at the Kennedy Center, a house that murderers built. Uh, Michelle sometimes was on the show earlier today, and we talked about open mics that she runs, and um, I'm convinced that... I don't want this to happen. I want to make that perfectly clear. But I'm convinced that there's going to be um, a mass shooting at an open mic. Well, you heard it here, folks. I don't want it to happen... But I, I just think about the most unstable people I that mean, might do crazy things. I mean, as someone who's planning a true crime comics. festival, I'm like, I want it to happen, okay. but I don't want it to happen. All right, what else you got Wink. on that list? Um, the first time we met because I hated you, you so much. You did hate much. me. You did hate I thought me. you were the worst person I'd ever met. Really? That bad? Yeah, and I don't Why? know. And I don't know my dad, and I hate him because of that. But I was like, but Brandon's you, but worse Brandon than my Weatherby dad. But Brandon Weatherby is why. You I just did, trust me. A lot of people hate me. I know for a long time. I, I've taken a lot of polls, and we were all in agreement. Sixty-nine percent. I am. A, I am one hundred percent cool with sixty-nine percent of the people hating me. Nine hundred and eleven percent. I'm usually not the worst person no, that they've the ever time, met. At the time, I was like, "Who's this fucking douchebag?" And then I had the worst set of my life. Oh, okay. Was so, this at an eight by eight? And no, it was at the old oh, at, as subterranean fuck. A. Yeah. And no one co- knows what we're talking about right now. Doesn't matter. I don't care. I look great. It's a podcast. Do Audio you, podcast. I need you to know. I need you to guess the last time, the last thing. Like, what's the greatest thing we've ever done together? Shiprocked. Shiprocked. Uh, Jen and I went on a metal cruise, and by metal cruise, I mean it was headlined by Limp Bizkit. Limp Bizkit. Seven Dust. Filter. Papa. No, Papa. No, Pod. Sure. Pod. Andrew WK. I don't care. Yes. Um, uh, it was an all-star band featuring <sighs> the son of act. Sorry, of um. Oh no, some Van oh, Halen's kid. Yes. The he's now the bassist. Let's call him Van Van Halen. It's. I think it's like. It doesn't matter. Uh, it was. Uh, it was we, great. Shiprock was the best. Yeah, we spent five days together in a tiny cabin. Yep. And I loved every second of it. That was great. Um, and we were the only people on the ship to interview Fred Durst, even yes. though our publication is the least appropriate publication to be talking to Fred Durst. Fred Durst, hands down, the dumbest millionaire I've ever met. I know that you guys are surprised by that, but I'm the here to tell you that it was met. the... That being said, he seemed fun. 
Okay. Just a dummy, just fun. Not problematic. I think a lot of dummies are fun because they don't know better. You know who does know better? This is the last tip before we bring on our first guest mm-hmm. of the hour. Josh Todd from Buckcherry. Oh my God. Surprisingly nice and well-read. Yes. So whenever you hear the band sing about cocaine, they're singing about all the books he's read yeah. because Josh Todd has been clean for over 20 years. Yeah, but that just goes to show you when you've done it, you love it so much. Speaking of doing it and loving it so much, that's a horrible segue. That's Our fine. first guest of the hour is a friend of both Jen and I, and we've spent... One evening, and I'm surprised to not make her top five list. Ladies and gentlemen, please put your hands together for Sabrina Kent, everybody. Sabrina! There's a switch on it, too. Hey, Sabrina, how this are you? This is fantastic. You're fantastic. Wow. Are you, do you want to guess the uh, thing that I thought would have been on Jen's list of things we've enjoyed together? Okay. Do you want to guess or no? Um, is it Cher? Uh, that is correct. It's Cher. Cher. Is that Mike on Jen? Yes. Fantastic. Now, we spent Do an Do you eve- remember that at all? I was not drunk because I was hungover from the night before. There we go. So, well, yeah. I was wasted, so I... Were yeah. you really? Oh, yeah. We yeah, had yeah, an yeah, open yeah, bar, yeah. so I think that's a, a prerequisite. Yeah. No, okay, I, I understand, Jen, I understand why you hated me when we first met, but I'm convinced that after we tell this little anecdote, everyone will hate all three of us because we're just going to brag about how we got an open bar box experience <laughs> to see Cher for free. Because Pretty we're much. assholes. Yeah. We're assholes. We're bad Big people. Assholes, but I can admit that. That just brag about seeing Cher. Um, Sabrina, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. Feeling great. What were you doing earlier today? Um, I slept until like noon. So is that, that was too fantastic. much? Is, are you gonna, is it going to be difficult to wake up on Monday because of that? Absolutely, but it always is. Okay. Do you tend to do this? You stay up too late on a Friday night, then don't wake up on time, and then Monday's just a wreck? Yeah, but not lately because I haven't been drinking. Why? That's disgusting. Why haven't you been drinking? Um, you know, it was just like a personal goal, just a thing. Are you like, drinking tonight? No, that's water. That's awesome. Yeah. Do you, do you think your life is better because you're not drinking? Um, well, I'm sparking new joy. Oh, come on. Aww. Why are you doing no, absolutely. that? Come absolutely. Come on. Absolutely. Absolutely. I am. No, how, how often are you high? Uh, well, I'm high right now. Yeah, I got that. <laughs> oh, I Clearly, that's not, a, that's not the issue. Uh, how often are you high, though? Because we had somebody on the show earlier this evening that said he's high literally every day, and he was saying how great strip clubs are. Are you that bad? Are you that the, high? The that former often? and not the latter. Okay, so you're high every day now. Uh, mostly yeah, in the Can evenings. I ask a question? Yeah. Is yeah. it anxiety? Like, because are you pretend, are, you just, are you pretending to have a medical condition? Like, I just got this early onset glaucoma. I gotta take all. care of it. You just want to no. be cool. No, I just, it, some people like to drink beer when they get home from work, and I like to have a joint. Is it a net positive, or has it affected your life in any other way? I mean, I feel like I'm pretty fucking successful, so I'm, I'm fine. Okay. That's I mean, I don't mean that we, in like a... That's a good segue for my next bullet Fantastic, point. fantastic. <laughs> You're so successful that occasionally you end up on lists. Sabrina's oh. on the um, 40, do you mind? Is this okay? It. It's oh. public, Jen. Yeah, oh, is it though? The internet's a confusing place. 40 LGTB, no Q in there. Leaders under 40, class of 2019. I think the obvious question is, what's it like being under 40? <laughs> <laughs> that was fantastic. Um, okay, that's cool. Yep, let's great. go on. Thanks. Yeah, I love that about you, that you're so far away from 40. That's fun. When did the list come out, Sabrina? Uh, January. It is February 9th. Has your life changed in any way since that list came out? Nope. Great. Uh, <laughs> Did Sorry. you feel validated in any way? Um, I mean, I, you know, my life has been really devoted to the LGBT community since... I thought you were going to say Christ. Sorry. Um, 
actually the opposite. I was raised with no religion, so. Isn't the op? Do you wish you were raised with religion? I just need to back this chair up because. Because you're in this weird, I just, like I don't, I don't know where like to look. having my back to you. I just feel rude. I love. Um, have, I love it. Um, was it was it what when I was raised? Do with you them? ever wish you were raised religious? No. Like when okay. you say that you were they atheists or they just there was nothing. There was well, no okay, conversations so whatsoever. No, 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 no. So my mom um, was born in Punjab, India. She was raised Sikh, and then my dad was raised um, Christian in the Church of Canada. Wait, and what's the Church of Canada? It's, it's like, in Canada. It's, it's like the Church of England, but it's in Canada. Okay, you guys always have <laughs> to make it so weird up there. <laughs> Go ahead. Canada. We're a lot nicer, though. Um, <laughs> it's true. You're just good people. Just good people. Right, Gabs? Yeah. Um, she's Canadian, too. I figured um, as much. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, so, you know, they both really like weren't tied to their faiths like my mom's pretty spiritual my dad's or was pretty agnostic yeah. and so they were like you can figure it out when you're of the age to figure it out but one time I like I had this friend and she brought me to her youth group and I was like nine and I thought it was the coolest thing ever and they were like really? yeah, you should come back like come back be a part of our family like we love you um, then I like grew up and came out and like she really uh, isolated me when I was in high school after that. So I was like, good thing I wasn't a part of that. But my parents were like, yeah, no, you can't do that. Like, sorry, you did it once, but that's it. You can figure it out when you're older. Um, you're the chief of staff at the National LGBT Chamber of Commerce. How often do you get shit that there's no cue in that? Um, often, but I can explain why. Please do. I'd love to hear it. All right, so what we do is we certify LGBT-owned businesses as being 51% or more LGBT-owned and operated. Therefore, they can gain access to procurement opportunities with our corporate partners and with one another. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of that standard that you have to be 51% or more LGBT-owned, and LGBT have, has, well, each letter has a specific definition, right? Mm -hmm. There's a certain way to qualify that. There's certification for women and ethnic minority-owned businesses and so forth, and it's a little, I guess, more simple to explain that I totally. am a woman or that I have a disability or that I'm an ethnic or racial minority. Um, so to be LGBT, you have, ha have to have status qualifiers that fit certain definitions and criteria, but the Q is inherently without definition. So we cannot certify for the Q. We're a business organization, so it's not on us to be the ones to define that. I, th I feel like Q is sort of an umbrella and maybe I'm wrong. I feel like everyone it is. can say they are queer if they fall under all of those other... Well, and that's what I mean. Like, it's I don't want to be put in any particular box. The example I, I always use is that one of my best friends, um, she's only ever been in cisgender, hetero relationships her whole life. She says that she would like never turn down the opportunity to be with a trans person or a person of the same sex if she were interested in them. But like for all intents and purposes, you know, she fits in the straight and heterosexual umbrella, but she and she benefits from right heterosexual and cisgender privilege, um, but doesn't um, identify as straight. She identifies as queer. So like how could we certify her as a business to gain, you know, those kind of opportunities? She could certify as like a woman, but so that's that's the that's the explanation. So that's that's why there's no cue. So what you're saying is what you represent is an enemy of people like me. We're not. You're an enemy. trying to no. hold down straight white men in America, and I think no. you need to apologize. I will to me and our president for being so mean to us. Uh, what did we do? 
Well, I love both of you. Thank you, yeah, and absolutely. And I, I'm, I'm sorry. Thank you so much. It's been so tough for you. I didn't say that. I think you just need to apologize. Thank you so much for knowing your role. That's, but it's not that's about not loving says. you. But it's really not about not loving uh, you. Yeah. And now Brandon wants to know your favorite baseball team. No, not yet. Not you yet. Already, We're not there. You should already know that. Yeah, I almost I wore my any... Cubs shirt for you because last have... time you wore yours. Let's actually talk about the Cubs for a second. Okay. I'm a fan. You're a fan. They're not an easy team to root for for many reasons. Are you still a fan of the Chicago Cubs? Well, I think we've talked about this before. Like, I don't like actually pay attention to sports, mm-hmm. but my dad was like a lifelong Cubbies fan. And for a Canadian, I feel like that's you know pretty impressive. Like, you loved the Cubs your whole life, and then you know he like passed away two weeks after they won the World Series, and he was like, I can die happy. It's like. Yeah. Little do you know. <laughs> well, that's the thing about it. Okay, so the people in the room that don't know, and the people listening at home that don't know, uh, the Cubs are owned by the Ricketts. The Ricketts are a ma- majority Republican family, but there is one bright, shining piece of the Ricketts family. That's Laura Ricketts. Do you know about this? Okay. Um, the the the, mate, the patriarch, the oldest dude, is a crazy right-wing conspiracy theorist. It all came out in the last week. I, uh, I read about it. I want to say Deadspin. It doesn't matter. It's easy to find. So that's this week. Um, he's a birther. And then his son, by the way, they were also n- uh, no 45 people. They were behind the Never Trump Pact. And now they're, uh, his son is in charge of the 2020 campaign. Now, his daughter, Laura Ricketts, was Obama's biggest Illinois fundraiser and is currently backing Susan Mendoza in the Chicago mayoral election. So the only reason why I feel like it's somewhat okay to like the Cubs is because they negate each other. Okay, I feel that. That being said, they also employ people like Daniel Murphy and Addison Russell, making it once again difficult to root for the Cubs. Addison Russell has a domestic battery uh, charge, and Daniel Murphy um, had the anti-gay statements when he was a player on the Mets. Oh, this is fancy. I know so little about sports, so you're educating me. So I still feel very tied to it, though. Exactly. I have, there's no one else I would Exactly. Before. That's our tribe. So... I'm, I consistently think if Laura Ricketts wasn't part of the Cubs organization, could I support the Chicago Cubs? Could I root for them at all? I mean, it sounds like a moral dilemma for you. And you it might really is, and I want to thank you for apologizing <laughs> for what you've done to make it more difficult. Well, I'm being vulnerable, so you are too, so yeah. I appreciate that. But I yeah. feel like, and maybe I'm wrong, as a straight white lady, I'm about to drop a hot take as a straight white lady, I feel like you're not allowed one problematic thing, but like there's somebody who has... Like, I'm a Redskins fan. I get it. They kidnap women, they bring them to islands, they take away their passports, and they don't let them leave. That's what happened to their cheerleaders. That sucks. Although you still got to go on a vacation, so come on. But, like, the Redskins Someone's are, on island time, am I right? All I'm saying Jen's is... Jen's on island uh, time. Still got that cool vacation. Maybe, like, use your perspective. But um, no one's taking me to a fun island anywhere. Like, I'm not going to need my passport while I'm there. But anyway, but the Redskins are obviously not great. That's not a good thing, but it's in my blood, which is not an excuse, but it is just like a thing. But that, that is I literally have. your excuse right now. But what you're saying is it's in your tribe, which I would argue Same is thing. not the best word to use. But um, There's nothing inherently wrong with the word tribe. What tribe are you a part of, Brandon? Tribe just means group. They're synonyms. Okay, fine. What I'm saying is like... Are they? Yes. I feel like, can we, can we give... Yeah, can, can somebody fact check that? No, I just said it. I'm the straight white man on stage. That's what it means. Go ahead. So I guess what I'm saying is it's probably not the greatest thing to say that you're allowed one bad thing, but... You said that. 
You're that's, saying, I know I'm, I said it's not the greatest thing, but I'm saying it. I, I, I have this one shitty thing. Maybe that's your shitty thing. Maybe that's your shitty thing. And, and then I also, now I can't like Michael Jackson. I have to choose. Yeah. That's a you tough do have to that, choose. Uh, that's a harder decision for me. That's a real Sophie's choice right there. What about R. Kelly? He's always been we bad. All, uh, he's not great. Brandon and I are total, in total agreement. We didn't need a documentary to tell us that R. Kelly was yeah. a fucking monster. Tribes is 100% well, cool fair. to use. Tribe, Oxford English Dictionary. A social division in traditional society consisting of families or communities linked by social, economic, religious, or blood ties, oh. having a common culture and dialect, typically having a recognized leader. For example, indigenous tri Indian tribes and the Celtic tribes of Europe. But you said by blood? It sounds like these are... I thought you said something about blood. Having no. it, oh. Are the Cubs a religion now? Yeah, every sports is every sports team is a religion. We we, we I all. Mean, I, I feel that very strongly. Yeah. Like just look at. I mean, it's worship, right? Yeah, a hundred percent. Ever. I mean, certain. You need to have to a certain level. It's very difficult to have a new league become a religion. Like the XFL is not going to be a religion, but if they last for twenty years, they might. XFL. XFL is oh. the man's football league that he's had in the mid two. Sorry, in two thousand, he's bringing it back in twenty twenty. There's going to be a DC team. They're going to play oh, at Audi there? Field. Yeah, they're playing at Audi Field. Anyways, Sabrina, I need you to pick a number between 29 and 253. 167. 167. Why 167? Just jumped out at me. Great, great answer. 167. Sabrina, do you try to like, do you try to act like your friends more than they try to act like you? Why? Do I try... Okay, repeat the question. It's a very convoluted question. It's Once again, this is from the, the book, The Kid's Book of Questions by Gregory Stock, PhD. It's 167. Do you try to act like your friends more than they try to act like you? Why? Do you need my health insurance for this session? You're like my therapist. Yes. Um, all right, try to act like my friends more... Your friends are laughing at you. They are so fucking laughing so hard right now. I can't even look over there. There's clearly fuck an answer. Fuck you and fuck you. Okay, yeah, Gabby made me get a Fitbit, and now it's like my life for there the you last go. week. So you act more like Gabby than she acts like you. Yeah, probably. How are your steps today? Where are you at? Oh, I'm, I'm way past 10,900. 10, That's not way past 10,000. You're um, past 10,000. Actually, 10, if, if you understood how hard it is to get to 10,000 some Very easy. Some days, Very easy. some days not. Not when I'm high on the couch all day on there Sunday. There you go. That's on you. There and you go. That's like a 5,000 tops day. That's not good. Yeah. Uh, and then everyone gets a gift, so you get this lovely grave digger, which oh, is a monster wow. truck. This is amazing. Amara just went to a monster truck rally, and I did not How go. was Monster Jam? Did you enjoy Monster Jam? Very wholesome. Did you get really fucking high on accident because of all the fumes in the stadium? No, I'm asthmatic, so I'm just there with my this is the one time of your life where it's beneficial to be asthmatic because it's very bad to be in there. Sabrina, thank you for your time. Thank Enjoy you. Enjoy your gravedigger. It's time you. to get those steps. You should easily get to 11,000. Let's try to get to 12 tonight. I think we could do it. I think we might even get to 13. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm a woman with goals. Put your hands together for Sabrina Kent, everybody. Thank you, Sabrina. Oh, this next man wearing such a shirt. I like it. This is a th only a thin man could wear this shirt. That's what I'm saying about this guy. Best possible way to intro a comic: uh, silence and awkward fumbling with microphones. Ladies and gentlemen, please put your hands together for the very funny Mr. Max Wolfson, everybody. Max, you can add a syllable to your name. Keep it going for me, everybody. I'm very thin. We can all agree. Dangerously thin.
It's good to be here tonight. Thanks for having me. This is really fun. Clap it up for yourselves for being here this whole time. This is like a, a social experiment that could end in a lot of ways. This could Stanford prison itself before, before the night is out. Uh, my name is Max. It's good to be here with you guys. Um, I'm kind of sick of the media. I think they're really misleading. Like I saw a headline the other day and it said uh, 10 years left to stop climate change. And I think that's ridiculous. That headline should read, student loan crisis solved because we don't have to pay anymore. My loans are for 30 years. Climate change is in 10. I can do math. I learned in college. <laughs> Thanks, Sally Mae. You can buy a flamethrower on the internet for $1,500. That's a fact. My student loans are $500 a month. That's another fact. Four flamethrowers a year I'm wasting on this garbage. That's one flamethrower for each hand and an extra. <laughs> That's where we need to be. That's what we need in this country to protect us, okay? A million citizens armed with flamethrowers, not one Batman. <laughs> I okay, sorry, I didn't mean to dive into like a controversial part of my set, but I think Batman, I think Batman's a big piece of shit. <laughs> yeah! These guys agree, and if you know Batman, I'm sorry, I don't mean to attack your friend, but I think he sucks, and I'll give you three, three pieces of evidence, and you can determine whether or not you think he sucks as well. Uh, the first piece of evidence is just Alfred. Do you guys know who Alfred is in the Batman universe? He's his butler, he raised him since he was a child after his parents were killed, he's 198 years old, he served in the Crimean War. There's like a lot of backstory. And my thing is, okay, Bruce Wayne, traditionally a millionaire, nowadays they make him a billionaire, he doesn't even have like another butler for nights and weekends. Alfred's on call 24-7, 365. That's fucking elder abuse. This guy's a war hero for a country that doesn't exist anymore. Okay, I think elder abuse is bad, just me. Uh, the second thing, it's a lot simpler, a lot more direct. If I told you guys about a man who keeps a boy in his cave, would you think good guy or bad guy? Because that's what's happening with Robin. A man's keeping a boy in a cave and everybody, it's, he's Batman's superhero R. Kelly. Okay. <laughs> it's just the facts. Trapped in the Batcave? Uh, <laughs> the third thing sounds good, right? It sounds good at first blush, but it actually isn't, which is that Batman doesn't kill anybody. And at first you're like, yeah, of course, he's a good guy. He's not gonna kill anybody. But then you have to think about, like, Batman goes out there and he fights, like, guys who are just, like, robbing liquor stores and stuff. But then he also fights, like, the Joker who's like, I'm going to kill everyone in Gotham. And I'm not necessarily a moral relativist, but uh, merc that dude. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, take him out of the picture and then you don't have to worry about the genocide of your whole city. <laughs> Batman says no. Nobody can die. And do you guys know why? Because who the fuck do you think owns the prisons, the private prisons, in Gotham City? Bruce Wayne is a Koch brother and Wells Fargo in a bat mask. He's part of the prison industrial complex, and that is a fact. Okay, that's not quite the like violent uprising against the prison industrial complex that I anticipated. That guy was going to clap, but he was cleaning his hands off. Thank you. We wouldn't want any dirty claps. Save it for later. It'll be, it'll be worth it. Don't worry. It's good to be here. I'm 29, uh, just like Kevin, who was here before. Uh, and that means I'm at that age where I go to a lot of uh, 
weddings. And most of the weddings, or a lot of them that I go to, are really like beautiful and wonderful experiences. Uh, but not all of them are, and nobody prepares you for that, that you're going to go to like fucking sucky weddings. Uh, so I was at one of those, and I was talking to one of the boring people at this boring wedding, uh, and he was really boring, and I just didn't know what to say. So eventually I was like, oh, what are your hobbies? Oh, a terrible question. Uh, and he answered very boringly. He said, landscaping. <laughs> Swing and a miss. But what I heard in the moment, perhaps out of desperation, was manscaping? <laughs> This is not a boring answer to that question, especially when you follow it up with, yeah, I just have like 14 guys come over twice a week and they clear me out. I was like, Jesus, need to up my pube game. So if you guys know any like lawn techs who work on pubic hair, let me know. Gesundheit. Uh, I want to be rich and famous, uh, so I think I should probably do that through TV, right? That seems like a good idea. I was trying to figure out what I should do. I was watching one of my favorite shows. Does anybody here, I'm gonna ask two questions, so wait until you hear both of them. Does anybody here smoke weed? And does anybody here watch Ancient Aliens? Now, all the same people clap, please. <laughs> That's, yeah, that guy who was hesitant about clapping before. Too high to clap, I've been there. Uh, <laughs> I love Ancient Aliens because it's barely a TV show. Like, it really just barely crosses the mark. It's basically just, like, stock footage of landmarks with voiceover put behind it that ends in a question. And if you're high, it all makes sense. But it's just, like, a shot of the pyramids, and then a voice is like, could nine-armed aliens have built the pyramids? And I'm like, well, fuck, the extra arms would have helped because they have to carry all this stuff. Could the Grand Canyon have been carved by a beast from the ninth dimension? And I'm like, I've never heard of that dimension, so probably I don't want to prejudge that guy before I see what he up to. Anyway, my point is that TV's easy to make, and I want in on the cash. <laughs> I have a couple of uh, ideas for shows. One idea is called House Hunter Hunters, uh, and this idea, it's, so some people might be jumping ahead. It's about uh, a millennial couple and they are uh, stalking the couple that is currently on House Hunters, buying like their ninth vacation home in the Azores. Uh, and that the millennial couple assassinates them and takes their home because that's the only way we will get homes. <laughs> Isn't it fun? Uh, the other show idea I have similar is called 90 Day Beyonce. And it confronts an ugly truth in our country, which far too few of our powerful politicians are willing to talk about, which is that Beyonce has simply become too powerful. Uh, she could depose any government in this country at any time. So we need to get rid of Beyonce the single the person and make it an office. And every American should serve as uh, Beyonce for 90 days, a month and a half. You get to be Beyonce. But here's the thing. It's filmed. It's on TV. But you are Beyonce. Do you know what I mean? You have to do the hard work. You have to memorize the choreography. You have to hit the high notes. You have to have sex with Jay-Z. It's not, somebody winced, <laughs> somebody winced. He's rich. I don't know if that helps, but it's nice to know. Okay, um, I'm gonna leave you guys with this and then I guess it's time to talk, is that right? Okay, well, I'll just leave you on that. Uh, okay, well, I'm finishing now and it's all supernatural. Uh, I guess I'll leave you guys with just some sex advice because that seems like the best thing to communicate, uh, which is uh, if you are seeing somebody and you wanna break up, Maybe you know you want to end things. It's hard to have that conversation. I recommend just doing sarcastic dirty talk when you hook up with them because then they will break up with you almost immediately. 
Because nobody wants to be in the throes of passion and hear, oh, wow, that feels great. <laughs> no, 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 I love it when you do that. I'm going to come. All right, with that, my name is Max. Thanks, everybody. Max, that's great. I'm glad you finished. Pun intended. Thank you. Hello. What are your hobbies? What are my hobbies? Well, I would say comedy is one of them. Fantastic. Pick a number between 29 and 253. Um, 36. 36? Why 36? Because I thought of 30, and then I was trying to think of another number that would work. Perfect. It's been taken. Get 54. Perfect. What is the most boring thing you can imagine doing? Would you do it for a whole week if you could then celebrate your birthday twice each year? Whoa. Okay. This is from the Kids Book of Questions by Gregory Stock, PhD. There's a lot of different logical leaps associated yeah. with this. I don't really celebrate my birthday that hard. Same. So I feel like I'm less interested. What do I have to do? I have to kill the president? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Let's give you the other question that Max had. If you would save the lives of... This is... I would... This is easy. If it would save the lives of 10 kids in another country, would you be willing to have really bad acne for a year? In another country? <laughs> in an <laughs> what about, hold on, stop. What about not getting any new clothes for a year? <laughs> I think everything that I, well, okay. Here's a confession about the shirt that I'm wearing that nobody needs to know. This is a large child's t-shirt from Shut Target. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> I have a large child's body. Max, why are you stealing clothes from children? Well, because I didn't know that there was the whole scenario that if I if I I would have acne for a year and you couldn't have any clothes, but you would save ten kids' lives in a different country. Of course I would, because they're from a different country. <laughs> if it was ten American oh, kids, I'd be like, no, I'm not going to save I those like races. That I got you this book. I just finished it two nights ago. Oh. It's uh, Fraternity uh, by Ann, Diane Brady. Are you you religious in any way? Well, okay, I did, do you know that I was in a fraternity? No. I was in a Jewish fraternity. Perfect. A religious fraternity. So that's why I thought you would like this book because I had I don't know why I assumed you went to a religious school of some sort, <laughs> but the fact that you were in a religious it's the fraternity it's is the perfect. large kids shirt. So we're this is about uh, the the priest slash president that brought over the first black students to Holy Cross, which included Clarence Thomas. Probably one of your idols. So there you go. That's for you. <laughs> wow. Wow. I can't. I, I don't know if this is supposed to be inspiring or a cautionary tale. It's so I look both. forward to finding out. Be careful what you wish for. Max, what's your favorite baseball team? Uh, well, my dad's a big uh, New York Yankees fan. And I know that makes me a bad guy, but uh, that's okay. Great. You don't get any baseball cards because those cards were taken in the first hour. <laughs> well, this is a good metaphor yep. for my life. Thanks, everybody. Yep. Um, I like you quite a bit, ladies and gentlemen. Please put your hands together for Max Wolfson, everybody. Max, good job. Great job. Really great set. Really liked it. Uh, M. Richard Talley's here. If, uh, hands down the best mustache in the room right now. And I meant I don't mean that as an insult to everyone with facial hair. I'm just saying we could all aspire to be better. And uh, this man, fantastic facial hair. Uh, he comes highly recommended from my favorite act that played on You, Me, Them, Everybody in 2018 and 2019. There's a great band named... Teen Mortgage, and they are loud as You love them. Fuck, they're so good. They're so loud. I like them so much that I wore their black shirt so often that I sweat through it, and the smell wouldn't come out because I would work out in it. I need yeah, you to come to the stage I and set up. That's why I'm talking right now. This is not, no one yeah. needs to hear this. Um, and I was like, hey, I'm doing this marathon. I'd love to have you guys on, but it's just too much gear. Who should I book? And this guy's the first guy that they recommended, and I listen to this stuff, and I really dig it. So I'm very glad that you're here tonight, Max. 
Uh, oh, oh shit! I said Max. M. Richard Talley. I'm so sorry, sir. I apologize. That's very cru- that's very rude of me. Yeah, I'm, Anyways, I just joined the band because he handed me an instrument. Jen, is your? Oh, that's the that's that's the backup one. That's me. I'm the backup one. <laughs> that was my nickname in high school. It got real dark in here. Um, I'm gonna give you what I give have been giving all of the musicians that I don't know what to give them because I don't know them nearly as well as I know all of the comics and guests. A wonderful nice keychain from the National Zoo. Yeah, there you go. is in my throat now it's deadly to be free but I'm still with a vision in my heart a horse and pistols under moon and stars born from Ah! 
If this gets out of tune, uh, that's, a, that's a stylistic choice. This next one I wrote... Um, Uh, after, um, after my bassist in, uh, my other band, Tired All the Time, uh, was on the toilet and saw a Red Lobster commercial. I wanna serve my memo masters And have them pet my smooth rostrum But it's a decapodal nightmare A great big graveyard where I'm from We came from the sea with nothing But we promised to pay you back Hold on to your forks, endless shrimp is back In a pile of friends and lovers A blizzard of panko in this death camp The crackle of oil and it's time to go We came from the sea with nothing But we promised to pay you back Hold on to your forks, endless shrimp is back. In this cold and sticky world, we 
our home Took out alone Trapped inside a pitch black yellow maze Swimming in slow motion Feel along the walls of better days Trapped inside a pitch black jello maze Every move it takes forever And we're finding new dead ends down every way Every time we drive our window up A door slams shut Laying down those glue bar traps for the rats Like a baby's crib Black yellow, gray goo, black mold. Black yellow, gray goo, black mold. Black yellow, gray goo, black mold. Black yellow, gray goo, black All right, I got I got one more, but I have to correct for uh, uh, stylistic choices. <laughs> so this next song, actually, uh, we're gonna make you know you know I was I, w I was intent on reading the room uh, before we did this. Oh, I actually have a paper. <laughs> This is a breakup song. But this is a breakup song starring a very fictional character. But he's kind of a real character. He may be an uncle who you blocked on Facebook. He may be the star of a video filmed entirely from a dashboard. He may be embroiled in a lawsuit with Chick-fil-A over the difference between cooked weight and displayed weight. I could barely hear you packing your bags over the sound of Alex Jones. You dug up my gold and sold all my bitcoins before leaving me alone. Well, every day we've spent apart, babe, you're treating like phantom time. Like Otto the Second, you rewriting history just a 
say that you're never mine. And jet fuel can't melt steel beams, but it burned a hole in my heart. But the end of us, babe, that was an inside job. Happy if you can make it through this next one. Well, somebody should have told you, babe, about the romantic non-aggression principle. Oh, united together, one family, one nation, under God and indivisible. Well, you said you had six million reasons to leave me, but that number seems a little too high. Your words were hollow like the earth, especially when you tried to say goodbye and the day But the end of us, babe, that was the government's duet. You're a feminazi who's trying to take away my video games. And diversity doesn't matter when it takes me out of the picture. Your trans-romantic partnership ain't fit to sail. You're driving down the cost of love, but baby, you and I are too big to fail. And the day the end of us, babe, that was the government's doing. Thank you.